0: is not only the year of the Holy Ghost and fire, but it's also the year of the Big Eighteen. Somebody say the Big Eighteen. I'm talking about the nine gifts of the Spirit and also the nine fruit of the Spirit. Amen? Somebody say the Big Eighteen. Now the fruit of the Spirit is first. The question is, why is that? The fruit of the Spirit, first, because why? If we don't see the nine fruits of the Spirit, we, for, we can forget about the nine gifts of the Spirit. Okay, let's try to side over here. If we don't see the nine fruits of the Spirit, we can forget about the nine gifts of the Spirit. Come on, say amen, somebody. Well, what are the nine gifts of the Spirit? Look at 1 Corinthians twelve seven, just to remind you. The Nine Gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 7. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For one is given by the Spirit to what? I mean, I made it easy for you. I put it on the screen. (laughs) Hello. All right. For to one is given by the Spirit, the word of? Wisdom. That's one. Another one, the word of? Knowledge. By the same Spirit. That's how many? Two, to another, faith by the the same spirit. How many is that? Three, to another what? Gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another what? To another what? Working on miracles. To another what? Prophecy. To another what? Discerning of spirits. To another what? Diverse kind of tongues. And to another what? Interpretation of tongues. Those are the gifts of the spirit that should be operating in the church. Amen? Amen. We'll go to Galatians 5.22 because these gifts will not operate unless these gifts are operating in you. Let me say it again. The gifts we just went over will not operate in the church unless these gifts we're getting ready to talk about are operating in you. What are the nine fruits of the Spirit? It says the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there's no what? No law. So, the gifts of the Spirit work by the fruit of the Spirit. You start off with love. You start off with love. Then you go to joy. That means you make yourself joyful. That means you get up in the morning, you smile Ready? don't feel like smiling or night. Are you with me out here? Then you go to peace and etc. Amen? But understand this, don't make a slogan out of Holy Ghost and fire. Why? By the end of this year, this place is not going to look the same. Let me say it again. By the end of this year, this place is not going to look the same. We're going to see more joy than we've ever seen. Come on we're going to see more finances than we ever seen. Somebody should give the Lord a shout in here. But turn with me to Exodus chapter 3. Look at verse 1. We're going to read the first 15 verses. Exodus chapter 3 verse 1. And it reads, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even Orob. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a what? In a what? Flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush did what? Burn with fire. Somebody say fire. And, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn. I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why this bush is not burned? See, when you get on fire, somebody is bound to turn around and look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verse four. And when the Lord saw that the when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the midst of the bush, bush and said, "Moses, Moses!" And he said, "Here am I." And he said, "Draw not hither." Put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was what? Afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmaster, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, a land that's large. Unto a land flowing with what? Milk, with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Pezzarites and the Hivites and all the otherites. Come on, say amen, somebody. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of what? Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee. I will be what? With thee. With thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. And when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The the God of your fathers has sent me unto you, they shall say to me, Well, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. What? I am that I am. And it says, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Now the Amplified Bible reads verse 14 this way. I am who I am and what I am. And I will be what I will be. Let me say it again. I am who I am and what I am and I will be what I will be. Verse 15, And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me unto you. And he says, This is my name forever. And this is my memorial unto all generations. He said, This is my name. This is my name. Go with me to Exodus thirty-three, eleven. 11. Come on, say, this is my name. my name. Exodus 33, verse 11. We're going to read verses 11 through 19. Exodus 3, verse 11 reads, And the Lord spake unto Moses, how? Face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend, And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, the young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, See that thou saith unto me, Bring bring up these people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou shalt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. I know thee by what name? And thou hast found grace. And thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For, wherewith, for wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth? And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight. I know thee by name. Say, I know thee by name. And then he said in verse eighteen, he said, "I beseech thee, show me thy glory." Nineteen, he said, "I will make all my, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. I will what, I will what, proclaim the what, the name of the Lord before thee." I want to talk to you this morning about the name can do anything he can do. Let me say it again. The name can do anything he can do. Amen. Somebody say the name. Amen. Listen, the most notable miracles you will ever see will come from faith in the name of Jesus. Let me say that one more time. The most notable miracles you will ever see will come from faith in the name of Jesus. Go with me to Philippians chapter 2 verse 9. Terry neighbor, you need to stay with him this morning. Don't be distracted. Play with your fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. <laughs> Notice what it says here. Wherefore, God has what? Has what? Also highly exalted him and given him a what? Given him a what? Giving him a what? Name. name. Now this should read, he gave him his name, not a name. A name that's right. Come on. He gave him what? His name, not a name. And the name which is above what? Every name. The name which is above what? Every name. Verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Of things in heaven, things in earth. And things even under the earth. Come on, say amen, somebody. Now, if you have your written Bible that has pages, you'll find that the word things is italicized, meaning it wasn't in the original translation, it was added. And see, we're talking about names here. We're talking about names. Tell your neighbor we're talking about names. We're talking about what? Names. Let's read verse 10 again. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of names in heaven. Of names in heaven. That's every name there. All the names, all names in heaven, with the exception of the Father, of course. All names in heaven. And names in earth. And names under the earth. That includes every living thing. That includes every living being. It says names. Somebody say names. Amen. In other words, at the name of Jesus, cancer has to bow its knee. Why? It's a name. Tell your neighbor it's a name. And guess what? It's a living thing. And it has demonic life in it. Matter of fact, cancer is nothing but a rogue. They're nothing but rogue muted cells. Are you with me out there? So at the name of Jesus, every knee should what? Bow. Of names where? In heaven. Of names where? In earth. And names where? Under the earth. Listen to me closely, folks. When God said, I am who I say I am. See, we really don't know how to pronounce his name. See, when the Jewish people decided not to pronounce it anymore, what happens? Then over a generation, you lose a lot. The closest we can come to pronouncing his name is Yahweh. Let me say it again. The closest we can come to pronouncing his name is Yahweh. Amen. That is, come on, but that is his, his what? Name. Somebody say that's his name. Now, in the natural, we can't even describe what we must see in the spirit. See, we're talking about the name. We're talking about the what? Name. See, scribes would go bathed. They would actually go bathed before they even write the name. They were awesomely afraid of it. They were so afraid of speaking that name in vain. Let me say it again. They were afraid of speaking that name in vain. Matter of fact, it would kill you if you did. It would kill you because there's so much power in the name. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. And our problem is we need a lot more reverence for that name today. Let me say it again. We need a lot more reverence for that name today. People going around saying, oh, God, Jesus, they needed to shut up. Come on, say amen, somebody. Matter of fact, we're way loose with the word love. Why? Because that also happened to be God's name. That happens to be God's name. Come on, say amen, somebody. And that's what he is. He is love. That's his name. Come on. That's not what he has. That's what he is. He is what? Love. And see, love has become a slang word in the English language. Come on. We say, I love fried chicken. I love my car. I just love my house. I just love these shoes I just bought. Come on, say amen, somebody. Listen, I don't love things. I enjoy things. Turn to First Timothy six seventeen. I don't love things. I enjoy things. We're using the word love too loosely. When God is love, his name is what? Love. 1 Timothy six seventeen 17. Notice what he says here. Charge them that are rich in the world. That they be not what? High-minded. Nor what? Nor what? Trust in uncertain riches, but in the who? The living God who what? Give of us what? Give us us what? Richly all things. To do what? To do what? enjoy see I can say I enjoy things but I don't love things he gave us those things to enjoy not love love should only be ascribed or directed towards people and see without reverence in that name you'll never have any faith to speak of in that name. Let me say it again. Without reverence in that name, you'll never have any any faith to speak of in that name. Because why? You said it so loosely when it comes time for it to do something, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. Go to Philippians chapter, go back to Philippians 2.11. You'd be surprised how many times you use God's name in vain. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. This blurts out your mouth. It's come so natural to you now. For every little dumb thing, oh, God, Jesus, Lord, help me. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. Come on. Why? There's no reverence in the name. There's no reverence in the name. Philippians 2.11. Look at it again. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is what? Lord or Yahweh to the glory of God. Yahweh the Father. Come on. He is Lord. Come on. He is Lord. Now turn to me with Proverbs 18.10. Turn to Proverbs eighteen. Verse 10. So once again, the name can do anything he can do. Let me say it again. The name can do anything he can do. The name can do anything he can do. Proverbs 18.10. It says, the name of the Lord. Yahweh is a what? Come on, is a what? Strong tower that the righteous run in into it and they are what? Saved. It says the righteous run into it. It says the name is a tower, folks. Somebody say a tower. The righteous run into it and they are what? They are lifted aloft. See the, the idea is they are lifted out of reach. They're what? Let all reach. See, this is also the secret place of the Most High that we read about in Psalms 91.1 where it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall what? Shall abide where? Under the shadow of the what? Almighty. See, Almighty is El Shaddai, the all-breasty one. It literally means to nurse, folks. The breasty one who is more than enough. Listen, he is an exhaustible supply, folks. Come on. It's a tower. He's a tower. The name is a what? Strong tower. Say it's a tower. Come on. Say it's a tower. Now let's go to John chapter 1, 17, 12. John 17, 12. Now here Jesus is praying. And he's saying here, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy what? I kept them where? I kept them where? In thy name, those that thou gave with me I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be what fulfilled. See, we read this and we simplify it. And we casually say, well, I kept them in thy name. Without the revelation of what he's really saying. He's saying here, I kept them in the tower. Say it again. I kept them where? I kept them in the tower. They were in my name. They were inside of it. Let me say it again. They were what? Inside of what? Inside the what? The tower. Come on. He said, I kept them in that." tower. I kept them in that high place because why? They were with me and they were safe. In my what? In my what? Which is my what? Name. Come on, now y'all still hear me? Go to Acts chapter 3 verse 1. Come on, say the name. Come on, say the name over here. That says, now Peter and John, Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Acts 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms, and Peter fastened his eyes upon him when John said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Doing what? Expecting what? Receive. Expecting what? Receive. I hear this bird. What's wrong with y'all over here? Expecting what? Receive. Thank you. <laughs> expecting to receive something of them. Now let's stop here for a no, no moment. Now in the book of Mark, when Jesus was riding in that coat and they were about to be headed, they were about to head somewhere. Do you remember when he was riding on the coat? Where was he headed? He was headed where? That's not a pop quiz. That's not a hard answer. He was headed to the temple. He's headed to the temple. We're going to get technical, which is in Jerusalem. <laughs> but he's headed to the temple. Look at Mark chapter 11, verse 11. <laughs> <laughs> it said, and Jesus entered into Jerusalem, and into the temple. And when he had looked round about upon all things, and now even time has come, he went out unto what? Bethany with the twelve. And we know they left, they cursed the fig tree, and the very next day, verse 15, it says, and they come to where? Jerusalem. And Jesus went where? Where? Where, into the temple, and began to cast them out that sold and bought in the temple, and overthrew the tables of the money changers and in the seats of them that sold doves. And when the evening was come, he went out of the city. Verse twenty-seven. And they come again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the, walking in the, walking in the temple, there come to him chief priests and scribes and elders. Now, how many times did Jesus and disciples go in and out of the temple? three times. at least what? Three times, at least what? Three times. Think about it. they walk past this guy, going in and coming out. they walk past this guy every day. Some I say every day. and he was just as crippled when Jesus left. Amen. The reason he expected to receive something when Peter and John came by is because they probably gave him something every time they walked through the door of the temple. Why do we know that? Jesus always gave to the poor. Always Always gave to the poor. As a matter of fact, look at John 13, 29. When the question was asked who would betray him, and the Bible says in John 13, verse 29, talking about Judas, John 13, 29 it says, for some of them thought, because Judas had the bag, that Jesus had said unto him, Buy those things that we have need against the feast, or that he should give something to the give something to the give something to the poor. Now listen, you have to have a, a, a real reputation of giving to the poor if Judas is right, if Judas rises up in the middle of the night and leaves the room. Why? Because Jesus always gave to the poor poor he always gave to the what poor that's why this man at the gate beautiful when he looked up he was expecting to receive something now go back to Acts chapter 3 verse 3 who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple he asked in what alms um, and Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said look on us And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I not. But such as I have, give I what? Give I what? Thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He said, in the what? Name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, do what? Rise up and walk. Listen, he hasn't prayed for this man. What did he do? He commanded him to get up. Tell you, David. he commanded him to get up. And it says, he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple doing what? Walking and leaping and praising who? Praising who? Come on, give the Lord a shout real quick. Then... When the people saw what had happened, they all ran to Peter and John, and Peter spoke up and said in verse twelve. When Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, and said you men of Israel, why marvel you at this? And why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? He's saying what? It's not by our power that this man is healed. We had nothing to do with it. It wasn't because we were so holy. That this man is able to walk. Then Peter says in verse 16. And his name. And his what? And his what? Name through what? Faith in his name. Has made this man what? Strong. Whom you see and know. Yeah the faith which is by him that what? Giving him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Somebody say faith in the name. Come on, say faith in the name. What happened? The name did exactly what Jesus did. Let me say it again. the name did exactly what Jesus did. It, it, it did exactly the same thing. faith in the name. Faith. In the what? Name. Turn to Mark chapter 5 verse 30. Faith in the what? Faith in the what? Faith in the what? He said his name through faith in his name made him strong. What did he have faith in? What did he have faith in? Mark chapter 5 verse 30. We're not going to go over the whole account, but when a woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment... It says in verse 30, and Jesus did what? Immediately knowing in himself that virtue, dunamis, power, anointing, burden removing power of God had what? Going out of him. Turned him about in the presence and said, who touched my clothes? But think about it. Other people touched him and nothing happened. Nothing happened. And really, Jesus didn't do anything either. He didn't do nothing. Come on, he didn't do it. Matter of fact, he said he didn't do it. And verse 34, he said, it says, verse 34, and he said unto her, daughter, what happened? Thy faith has made thee what? What made her whole? Faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy what? Plague. Well, why did Jesus say her faith did it? When it was actually his anointing flowing out of him. Me say it again. Why did Jesus say her faith did it when it was actually his anointing flowing out of him? Come on, I'm trying to make you think this morning. Well, go to John fourteen ten. John fourteen ten. John fourteen, then we know this. It says, "Believe it, thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father is where, the Father is where, the Father is where, the Father in me. The words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that what dwelleth where, dwelleth where, He doeth the works." You can summarize what Jesus said about his ministry in this way. We heard it before. I only do what I see my father do. And I only say what I hear my what father say. Listen. He only. He only spoke the word of God. Therefore God gave him his spirit without measure. Let me say that again. He only what? Spoke the word of God. Therefore, God gave him his spirit without measure. Not because he was the son of God. Come on, are you with me out here? Amen. God gave him his spirit without measure only because he only spoke the word of God. He only what? Spoke the word of God. Read it again. The father that dwelleth in me. The father that dwelleth where? The father dwelleth where? The father that dwelleth where in me, he what? He doeth the works. But without that woman's faith, the father that dwelt within Jesus could not flow. Say it again. But without that woman's faith, the father that dwelt within Jesus could not what? Could not what? Flow. Go with me to Acts chapter 4. It was her faith that caused the Father that dwelt within Jesus to do what? Flow. Amen. And make her what? Whole. Come on out here with me out here. Is this too, it's too much for you? Want me get, let me get something else to teach you. Are y'all following me here? Hey Amen. Y'all should be mature enough to get handle this now. If y'all can't handle, I can handle it, I got plenty of sermons in here, you know. Acts chapter 4 now we know after this miracle at the gate beautiful took place it says that the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees were upset amen what happened with the man and they were upset that they preached in the name of Jesus and 5,000 people got saved 5,000 people got saved folks look at verse 7 notice what they asked Peter and John in verse 7 it says that when they had set them in the midst they asked by what power? And by what? By what? By what name have you done this? Then in verse 10, Peter answered and said, Be it known unto you all, to all the people of Israel, that by the name, by the what? Name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you what? Ho By the what? Name. And in verse 14, it says, And beholding the man which is here standing with them. He's standing right there. They could say nothing against it. Oh, come on. Say amen. They could say nothing against it. Listen, they couldn't deny what had took place in this man's life, folks. He was standing right there, and they knew he had been in that condition since birth, and he was now 40 years old. Verse 16, they say, Saying, what shall we do with these men? For that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them is manifest to all them that what? Dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. But that is spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man. And to what? In the what? In the name. Listen, they tried to stop the name. Why? Because what's in, the, what's in the name, there's power in the name. They tried to stop what that name represents, folks. Now, they eventually let them go after threatening them. And when they got out, they went to their own company and they began to pray. They lifted their voice in one accord. Somebody say one accord. And if you'll notice, they prayed scripture. They prayed what? Scripture. So that means they took some time before the Lord before they prayed this prayer. Let me say it again. They took some time before the Lord before they prayed this prayer. See, most people pray too quick. And it just sling verses every which way. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. See, when it's in an emergency situation, don't even try to pray in your natural language. Let me say it again. When it's in an emergency situation, don't even try to pray in your natural language. Depend on the Spirit of God and depend on the name. Oh, y'all listen listening to me out here. Why? Because the Bible says in Romans 8.26, turn there quickly, take a little side journey. Romans 8.26, it says, likewise, the Spirit also what? Does what? Help of our infirmities or weaknesses, for we know not what we should pray as we ought. We may not know what to pray in that situation. Amen. Amen. But the Spirit himself maketh of what? Intercession for us with what? With groanings which cannot be uttered. Why? He knows what needs to be prayed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. But listen, you still have to use your faith even when you're praying in tongues or the Holy Ghost. And also Mark eleven twenty-four. you got to believe that you receive when you pray. Amen. Amen. So you pray in the Spirit until you what? Until you get the victory. Amen. Amen. Once again, in an emergency situation, Don't even try to pray in your natural language because why? You'll get all off praying out of your mind and not out of your spirit. All you praying is a scripture that you memorized. Oh, come on, you're with me out here. Tell your neighbor get out your mind. Tell somebody else, get out your mind. Going back to Acts chapter 4 verse 25. So here they're praying. And it says, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage? And the people imagine vain things. Come on. They put this prayer together before they prayed it, folks. And they all prayed it together. They all what? Prayed it together. Verse 26, and the kings of the earth stood up. And the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against the holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of the Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before it to be done. And now, Lord, somebody say, Now, Lord, now, now Lord, behold their threatenings. Grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may what? Speak thy word. By stretching forth thy hands, they're what? Healed. And that signs and wonders may be done by the what? Name. By the what? Name. By the what? Name. By the what? Name of the holy Childhood Jesus. But notice this here. Did you notice it didn't say in the name of Jesus? What did it say? It say what? By the name of Jesus. Why? The name did it. Oh, come on, say it. The name did it. Come on, are you getting this? The name did it. Faith in the name. Yeah, but guess what? Faith in the name caused the name to do it. I'm going to say it again. Faith in the name caused the name to do it. Faith in the name caused the name to do it. It didn't say it caused Jesus to do anything. Did it? It caused his name to do it. Somebody say his name. Why? Jesus is not in the earth today, folks. But his name is. Let me say it again. Jesus is not in the earth today, but his name is. And guess what? It belongs to us. It belongs to us. Tell your neighbor, it belongs to you. Hallelujah! Listen to me closely for when it comes to that name, the Holy Spirit, the Father that dwells within is present in the name. Come on, internalize this, folks. The Holy Spirit, the Father that dwells within is present in the name. The Holy Spirit and the Father are present in the name. Come on, go back to the concept of the tower. Because why? We got to get past our minds, folks. Amen. So we're so used to casually saying in the name of Jesus. Now there's nothing wrong with that, but it's very Shallow. Somebody say it's very shallow. How does faith come? Hearing. And hearing by the what? Hearing by the word. Does it come any other way? It don't come by praying. It comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. Listen, folks. The Spirit of God. The Spirit is in the name with the name. The Spirit of God. The Spirit is in the name with the name the spirit of God the spirit is in the name with the name and see God wants us to meditate on his presence realizing that he's no better than his name and his name is no better than him they are the same they are the same you got to get that concept when you say the name when I'm saying the name I'm saying God you're here God is saying what? He sent his name so that when we receive his name, Acts 4.12. Acts 4.12 says, neither is there salvation in any other. other. There's none other name under heaven given. Given amongst men whereby we must be what? Saved. Listen, it's been given. Come on. It's been what? Given among who? Men, turn to Ephesians 3.14. Come on, are you with me out here? Come on, I'm showing you the value of this name that we have been throwing around so loosely. So when it comes time to use it, we have no faith in the name. People need to be healed out here. People need to be delivered out here. You're supposed to be able to go to the hospital and say, in the name of Jesus. And when you say that name, God's presence is there. Because he's in his name. But if you've been saying, oh, in the, Jesus, in the name of 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 Jesus, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. When it comes time to use his name, there's no power. Because you don't even have faith in the name. Come on, are you with me out here? Come on, Ephesians three fourteen. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice what it says here. Of whom whom the Father, not Jesus, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Is what? Name. So we not only have the right to use that name. We inherited the name just like Jesus inherited the name. Come on, hang with me out here. Verse 16, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts by what? Faith, that you be in what? Rooted and grounded where? And love. I see, this may be as far as you can go today. Because you can't go any further until you get this fixed. Let me say it again. You can't go any further until you get this fixed, until you're rooted and grounded in love. Your love walk. Okay, I know it's. Your love walk. This may be as far as some of y'all can go. Because you ain't worked on this area yet. And you keep pushing it to the side, still being angry, still getting pissed off. So acting nasty, talking nasty, amen. ugly looks on your face. So this may be as far as you can go. Just smile at me. Come on, say amen, somebody. We'll go to Mark four sixteen. 16. listen folks, this is not optional. Their neighbor's not optional. Remember the soul sold the word? What was one of their failures? Let's look at it. Mark 4, 16. What was one of their failures? And these are likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with what? Gladness. And have no what? Have no what? Have no root in themselves. So endure but for a time. Afterward, an affliction, the person arises for the word's sake. Immediately, they are what? They're what? They're what? They're offended like some of you Christians still get. Somebody probably got offended with me right now while I'm talking. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, they were offended because why? They were not rooted and grounded in love, they had no root in themselves. It's got to still brought out to your love walk, folks. Let's go back to Ephesians three eighteen. We can preach about love to a blue in our face, and people still walk around here, out here, offended for something. Go out and cuss somebody out in a minute. Then that same person you cussed out comes in the church one day and see you talking about hallelujah, glory to God. (laughs) A lot of times they walk right back out the door. Come on, say amen, somebody. If you don't say amen, say ouch. Ephesians <laughs> 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 3.18. He says, may be able to comprehend of all the saints. What is it what? The breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. And to know or to have intimate knowledge of the love of what? Christ, was passes what? Knowledge. He's saying to have an intimate knowledge of the breadth the length, the depth, and the height of God and his anointing. Let me say it again. He's saying to have an intimate knowledge of the what? The, the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of God and his anointing. And see, someone would say, well, how can you really comprehend God? You can comprehend God as God's the one that's teaching you how to comprehend him. Amen. And you are born of God. son, born of God. And if you're rooted and grounded in love, See, man doesn't live by bread alone, but folks. What's man live by? By every word that what? Proceeds out of the mouth of God. Why? Because God is a spirit being, that's why you and I are what? Spirit beings. And we live in the same realm with him. And when we were born of him, we were born of what? Incorruptible seed by the word of God which lives and abides wherever. Isn't that word? And the love of God. Has been shed abroad in our hearts. By who? By the Holy Ghost. Why? He's in there. That love is in there. Tell you neighbor that love is in there. He says in verse 19. And know. And to know or have intimate knowledge of. The love of Christ which passes knowledge. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. To know is the Greek word. Kinosko. Kinosko. And the Greek is the same word used for sexual intercourse between a man and a woman. That's how intimate this word is. It's a very intimate place. Some might say, very intimate. Amen, in other words, listen to me now, you have had a very intimate experience with Jesus if you're born again. I'm saying it again, you have had a very what intimate experience with Jesus if you're born again. Why? You have become one with him folks. He says that you might be filled. With all the fullness of God. That you might be what? Filled with what? All the fullness of God. Somebody say, I'm filled with all the fullness of God. See, he put that in here because why? We're supposed to be living like this. Are you with me out here? Living like what? Being filled with all what? All the fullness of God. Why? The name belongs to us, folks. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. We were born of love. Tell your neighbor, you were born of love. Come on, we walk in love. We found out the wicked one touches us not if we walk in love. The wicked one cannot touch us. Come on, we just finished studying that. 1 John 4.18. Where he says there is no what? Fear and love. But perfect love does what? Castles out fear, because why? Fear has determined he that feareth is not made what? Perfect in love. Once again, that's why we got to develop our love walk. Go back to Ephesians 3:19, it says, "To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be what? Fear with all the what, fullness of God, Now unto him that is able to do what? Now unto him that's able to do what? Exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power. according to the power. power that does what? Work of in us. What's that power? The name. Amen. That name is above every name, folks. And we have inherited it. Amen. We come by it by covenant, folks. Come on, he called us by his name. Yes. He called us by his name. Listen, when me and my wife were married, we became one. She took my name. Come on, she didn't argue, saying, I'll keep my maiden name in the middle. that be considered marriage anyway. She took my name. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. See, we became, we became one before the Lord. And we have the same name. We have the what? The same name. That's now her name. Her name is no longer Kyler. Her name is now Sharon Walker. Come on, are you with me out here? See, with that name, she has the same authority with that name that I do. She can go withdraw all the money she wants from the bank account because of that name. She can't go on there talking about I'm sharing Kyler and I'm trying to get in around a Walker's account. (laughs) Hello. But listen, we said the Holy Spirit is present in that name, folks. He's there, and it's your name. Tell your neighbor, it's your name. You can write a check on the bank of heaven, and you'll be able to cash it. Let me say it again. You can write a check on the bank of heaven, and you'll be able to cash it. Because why? Because it's your name. Tell your neighbor, it's my name. Come on, say it's my name. Come on, we're family here. Come on, we're talking family stuff here. He says in verse 15 again, Ephesians three fifteen, of whom the what? The whole family and heaven and earth are what? Are what? Come on, he gave us his what? Name. Come on, say, I'm in the family of love. Say it like you mean it. Say, I'm in the family of love. Say, I am an agape child of the king. Come on, say, I was born of agape. Say, I'm filled with love. I'm filled with faith. I walk in love. I walk in faith. I live his life. And the wicked one touches me not. Why? The presence of God. Is in that name. You got to meditate on that for a minute. The presence of God is in that name. See, the unseen forces are far more powerful than the seen forces, folks. And faith in that name. Will cause the power to flow out of the name the same way the power flowed out of Jesus when the woman with the issue of blood touched his garment. Let me say that one more time. Faith in that name will cause the power to flow out of the name the same way the power flowed out of Jesus. When the woman with the issue of blood did what touched his garment, Amen. he said, "Who touched me?" What happened? The touch of faith and the power flowed. The touch of what faith and the power flowed, the same touch of faith on that name and it will flow folks. Amen. The same touch of what? faith on that name and it will what flow. Come on say I am a believer. Come on, say, I have faith in the name of Jesus. Come on, say, I have faith in the name of Jesus. But it's going to require you to stop using that name in vain. So when it's time for it to be used correctly and properly, the power is there to remove somebody's burden. And destroy somebody's yoke. Amen. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Why? Because if I meditate on this, that God's, God is in his name. The Holy Ghost is in his name. His presence is in his name. And when I say that name, God himself shows up. When I say that name, the Holy Ghost himself shows up. When I say that name, the presence shows up. Why? Power of God shows up when I say that name because I have an understanding and I have a revelation. That when I say that name, I'm saying God himself is here. In the what? The name. The name that is above every name. That every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus, the name of Jesus is a strong tower folks. the righteous will run into it and they will be safe tell your neighbor they'll be safe come on, tell your neighbor they'll be safe lift your hands and give God praise come on, lift your hands and give God glory come on, lift your hands and give God honor Father, we give you praise Father, we give you glory. Father, we give you honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, we got to build our faith up in the name, folks. Especially in the days we're living in right now, we need to have faith in that name. Hallelujah. So if I'm on an airplane, that thing starts shaking. When I say the name of Jesus, that thing going to stop shaking. Because why? I build my faith up Amen. in the name. Because I have an understanding. If I gotta go up every day saying, God is in that name. Faith comes by the presence of God is in that name. The power of God is in that name. Come on, the Holy Ghost is in that name. It's in the what? He's in the what? It's in the what? Name. Father, we thank him, we praise him, we glorify you, Lord. We magnify.